You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, this morning, we're, uh, it's our miracle offering launch. We, we haven't sort of done it like this for a little while, but we, um, we wanted to... Uh, really bring before you a, a month before what God's placed on our heart for our church and what he wants to do in this season. And uh, I'm, I'm really believing for us as a church, as a people, that it's really going to awaken vision inside of us today. Uh, that that it would allow us to see God's works, that there's been multiple moments and seasons and periods of time where he's produced significant outcomes and he wants to do the same again. Who believes that this morning? I know it's resonating in my heart. My prayer is that by the time we get to the end, that you're like, yes, yes, I, I, I've got it. You know, we're in one of these moments where God is calling us again to, to listen to his guidance, to outwork his guidance with obedience. Who knows that God loves a heart that's obedient? God loves a heart that's obedient, that listens to what he's saying and, and, and does what he's called his people to do. You know, we're going to see this morning that when we do this, that God does miracles. When we outwork in obedience, God does miracles. But before I get into it today, I just want to give you some information in coming up for this next month. Um, We wanted to do this a month beforehand because we wanted to, first of all, give people time to pray over what God wants them to contribute. We didn't want to spring it on. It's like, oh, guess what, everybody? It's like a miracle. It's like we wanted to give you time to go before God and say, God, what is it that you want to provide to me so that I can contribute? Um, we also wanted to give you time to ask God for a miracle so that you could contribute what God wants to provide. Not what you're like, oh, this is what I can do. No, God, what, what miracle do you want to perform so that you can actually pass through me what you want to happen in your church? One of the other reasons was to give space for, for God's faith to be activated in your heart. Who knows that when you constantly come before God, He just continues to grow your faith. See, the other thing that we're doing this year that's a little bit different from past years is we're, we're making it possible to give you a number of different ways to actually contribute. Um, we have all the normal ways like cash and FPOS at the cafe and giving via bank transfer, one-off payments through the Miracle Offering page. They're all things that we've done normally. But this year, we wanted to, to help you out a little bit. We're, um, we've got a new option, which is we can offer recurring giving. Um, before you sort of like let your head get carried away with what that means, let me explain it to you. It means that weekly, fortnightly or monthly, you'll be able to set up recurring giving through the Miracle Offering page. Um, You can change the figure that you've committed to give. You can cancel it at any time. Um, You're not bound. You can, through your own device, through your you know, you can go and just like, I want to change that or I want to cancel that. So you're not, it's not like a, it's not a direct debit. It's you have complete control over it. Um, the reason we want to do that, we completely understand that in this season, in this time period, that people's budgeting has become a real thing. Like this disposable income where it's just like, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's a different season that we're living in right now. And so we wanted to help you be able to plan out that you're giving for the next month, six month, year, however you choose to, to set it up and, and do that. 
Um, who thinks that's a good thing? It's a good thing. Um, this, this is going to allow you also that God might put a figure on your heart and you're like, that ain't going to happen in four weeks. But it will allow you. It's like, this is what I've got now. I'm going to put that in in four weeks' time and then I'm going to commit to the rest of what he's put on my heart to, to partner with as well. Um, so in the week before our miracle offering, three weeks' time, we'll, we'll have envelopes available. Um, we'll have um, giving cards available so that if you are going to commit to give over a certain amount of time, you'll be able to fill out how much you're going to give and you'll be able to put it into the bucket so that you feel like you're actually being part of it on the day as well. Um, I want to encourage you, we don't want any names written on the cards. This is between you and you and God. We're not going to be like, bringing you up in three, three months. I'm like, um, so I haven't like, no, no, that's not the heart of it, amen. We're believing for God to perform a miracle. Um, so how good is all that? First of all, let's say thank you, Pastor Bevan, for putting all that together. Uh, we, you're a blessing to our church body. Who believes that Pastor Bevan is a blessing to our church body? I truly believe it. And we are indeed in exciting times. And let me get to that right now. Um, you would have seen this morning, um, or maybe in the lead up, that the banner over our miracle offering this year is bringing the future now. And um, we're going to have a look at the Word of God today to see where God has done that at multiple times within the Word of God, how He's performed those miracles for His people. You would, have, you would have found that maybe on your seat there was a card or the seat next to you. I want to encourage you to take that with you, put it somewhere where you'll look at it again. Um, there are these moments where God speaks to his people uh, and he's, he talks to his people about these real strategic plans, these specific directions. And uh, each, every time he does this, it's a way that God chooses people to accelerate his plans and his promises. Even now as I'm saying that, you're probably thinking there's different stories in the Bible that you've read and you're like, oh, that, he did that there, he did that there. So in the natural, uh, in these moments... We often catch a glimpse of God's people looking at an issue that's happening within their time and they're in despair. There's a hopelessness, a dejection, a discouragement, maybe even a rejection that's come upon his people. But over and over we see God comes to his people with a word for the season that they're in. And there's always a word that speaks hope into their present. It's God's heart. It's what, it's what he does for his people. Essentially, his, his words of hope his dreams, his desires, his aspiration for his chosen people always allow his people to reach out to what seems so far off in the future and bring it into their present time. You know, we're called to do and be the same. We're God's people and he wants to, to us to step into those seasons as well. He wants us to be a listening people who align, align our desires with the will of God. Amen. That we will be a people that are under his direction, looking to the future with eyes and hearts full of hope and faith. You know, hope that dispels pessimism and faith that reaches into the future and brings it to now according to God's plans and will. Amen. Now, be encouraged today. We're, we're looking to the great author to script our now and our legacy. That's, that's, our, that's my heart. That's our heart. Now, we're, we're called to, to a new chapter, amen, a new season. You know, the chapters of, our, of old are our heritage. They are our legacy, and they point directly to where we currently sit right now. And I'm, I'm so grateful we honour those who have gone before us. 
But at the same time, we're choosing to, to build on their miracle moments. We don't rest on their miracle moments. We're choosing to build on their miracle moments. It's time to bring the future to a new season. Amen. You know, it's my heart for us to, to commit to paying down the loan that we currently have on our land and building. You've heard me say it before, but I'm saying it with like zeal and, and like compassion like this one. It's like we, we got to get at it. We got to get at it. For us to bring the future to now, we need to get at it. We're the ones that hold the gifts and the abilities to open up the next season according to God's will and plans. We, we hold that. You know, for us to be ready, we need to commit to paying it off. If we can't commit to doing that, God's like, well, I guess they're not ready. So no, we want to be ready. Let's get at it. There are multiple moments in the Bible where, where God has used a specific group of people to either rebuild the temple, the city, the walls. Essentially, it was about the places where his people either lived, dwelled or worshipped him. And he used those people to rebuild those things, amen, because he wanted to dwell amongst his people. In the book of Nehemiah, um, for those of you who are familiar with this story, you'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting where you're going already, Pastor. But I'm, I'm going to take us through some key, key things out of the book of Nehemiah today. We catch a glimpse of God's people needing a miracle. They were in this place where they, they had been on a journey. It wasn't a great journey. And they needed his freedom and they needed his anointing to come into the moment to perform a miracle. And uh, they were about to embark on in this, chat, in this book a significant journey. And I want to encourage you there that God always takes his people on journeys. Always. It's never a stagnant journey when you're following God and his perfect plan. If you're feeling like your life's in the middle of a stagnant journey, it's time to turn to Him again and say, God, what do you have for me in this season? Because I shouldn't be stagnant. I should be moving forward with you, God. I want to encourage you today that even as as you do that, God will direct you to the perfect plan, just as He's directing us to the perfect plan. Here is Nehemiah's, Nehemiah's journey with the people of God. We find Nehemiah, Nehemiah in verse uh, chapter 1, where he's prays a prayer before God, humbling himself before God and reminds God of the promises given to Abraham. Who knows it's really important to remind God of the promises that he's given. Amen. In doing that, we remind ourselves as well. Then we see Nehemiah, he then took the people from this place of separation back to a place where they're called to dwell. You know, he gets the backing of a foreign ruler to support his quest. He inspects the walls of the city. He convinces the people of God to move back to where they were called. He convinces the people to commit to rebuilding the city. He confronts opposition to the rebuild. He confronts the lies of the enemy. He rallies the people. He sees the exiles return. He sees the people, their riches and their livestock return. He promotes joy and restoration. He sees a revival of people's hearts. He sees the people dedicate themselves to God's mission. He sees their dwelling place restored. This is just some of the good things out of Nehemiah chapters 1 through to 13. That's just some of the good things. I don't have enough time to like go through all of the good things today. 
These were some of the amazing wins that God had in the chapters of Nehemiah. Did, did they have challenges? Absolutely. It was wild. Their challenges were wild. Did Nehemiah, did Nehemiah keep going back to the Lord and rallying the people? Yes. Did he deliver the word of the Lord and encourage them to take heart? Yes. Gateway likewise today, take heart. Take heart. I'm back here again, reminding you again, rallying us again. Take heart. You know, this year, we're 39 years strong. Next year is our 40th year as a church. Maybe some of you didn't know that. It's pretty cool, right? Churches come and go. But no, 40 years next year, we're still, we're still here and we're believing that God's power is going to be revealed and His hand is going to continue to guide us and direct us. You know, He's taken us from a church plant out of Richmond Temple in Melbourne with Pastor Tim Hall. We've had faithful pastors over the years that have led us through multiple locations and spaces. They cared for and tended to the people. In 1999, Pastor Phil and Glennis came to us. In the early 2000s, we acquired five acres of, of land on the, on the highway just down the road at Moolab. In 2003, we moved into this building. In 2007, we purchased this building and land. In 2015, Naomi and I became the pastors of Gateway. So it's now 2023. And I say to you, what's next? What's next? What in the future needs to come now? What in the future needs to come now? God has taken us on a journey for over the last 40 years. So we look to both now and we look to the future and we're like, God, do it now. Do it now. You know, so my heart to see our church grow, mature, strengthen, to have our property paid off. You know, perhaps, perhaps you hear me say that, yeah, I've heard it before. I've heard it before. Like, this, is, this is me coming to you today and say, no, no, I've got a word in my heart. I've got a word in my heart. Perhaps you're looking to the future and saying, you know, the property will be paid off deep in the future. Well, I call on you today to look to the faith of those that have gone before us. Many never believed that we would own our, own our own land. Many never believed that we'd have our own building. But there were a group of people within us who dared to believe. Dared to believe. There were a group of people that dared to join their faith together with God and believe that God could work amongst them as they, they bought what they could into each season and believe that God would provide and multiply. I dare you to believe again, just like those who have gone before us did. I call on you today, believe again. Believe again. That a group of God's people, that's us, just in case you weren't with me, a group of God's people can believe for God to move in us and through us. That people would look at this generation right now in the future and say, thank God they responded to the call. Thank God they respond, responded to the rallying. Thank God that they stepped out in faith. Thank God that they, they weren't afraid to step into the next season. You know, God has called us to the people of Geelong. I remind us again that there's people in our city who need to hear the good news of Jesus. They don't know God. They don't know where their eternity lands. They need to hear the good news of Jesus. 
You know, this moment in time right now is deliberate. It's a strategic response to make space for now and the generations to come. You know, the scripture that we're drawing on this year is out of the the book of Isaiah and it's chapter 54, verse 2. This is what it says on the screens this morning. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Stakes with an A, not an E. No one likes strong stakes, do they? Strengthen your stakes. God has called us to be a strong, strong, strong church. Strong, strong people. There's four main parts to this passage. To enlarge, to stretch, to lengthen and strengthen. We talk about to enlarge, it means to make make your tent bigger, to stretch, stretch it out. You know, we're called to make room. And I, I put this to us today for that to happen there is a preparation that is taking place so that we can enlarge. There's a preparation that's taking place. It requires strategic action on our part. We can't just pray about it. We got to do something about it. Can I encourage you? I don't want you to walk out this door and say, I'm going to commit to the next 12 months that the loan is paid off. I don't want you to do that. I want you to do something about it. You get where I'm coming from? We can pray about it like till kingdom come. But it's like, God, use me. Use me to do something about it. Provide what you want to do in this place. I'm making myself an open vessel to do something about it. You with me this morning? Good. We're going. We're going. We're getting after it. We're getting after it. So we need to make space. We need to prepare for new additions. We need to prepare for people coming home. Our preparation requires action. Second one, to stretch your curtains wide. You know, some people might look at that and go, oh, does that just mean like the doors? Do we need to make the doors wider? If there's any carpenters, well, you've got to, there's a job for you this week. Let's just stretch the doors wider. No, it's, it's, about, it's about a couple of things. Yes, we need to make sure that the, there's a definite space where it's like, hey, this church is open to our community. But I want to encourage you. It also means that you need to stretch open the doors of your heart. It's not just like a tangible, I see a door and I need to, No, your heart needs to also be, be wide open to what God wants to do in you and through you. There is a call in this scripture to open your doors wide, but... Our door is not just called to be open wide on Sundays. Our door is called to be open wide when you walk into your workplace, when you work into your school, when you walk into your university. It doesn't matter what, that your heart is open wide. It's like if your salvation, if your faith is hidden behind some, some curtains, I want to encourage you. It's time to pull back the curtains wide. Some people in your world, in our city, need to know that Jesus is real in your life. Our doors are called to be community-facing Our doors are called to be community-facing, to make people welcome, to make people known, to be open and focused on sharing the good news of Jesus. That's that's where we all come in, amen. That's that's the team calling and the commission. 
Our church is called to be a place to access the presence, the power, and the salvation of God. You know, before we get to the lengthened part today, there's a there's a really short short sort of after the commerce, like don't hold back. I want to encourage us today that we need to be a people that don't hold back. That every part of our heart, every part of our life is committed to what God wants for his people, for his city, for our families. Amen. I would encourage you to apply that don't hold back to every area of your life. The way you serve in your workplace, the way that you love your family, the way that you love your your kids, the way that you love your parents, the way that you love those around you. Don't hold back. In other versions, it says this. Don't think small. Don't think small. You know, this encouragement, this is a bold encouragement to us not to get caught up in small thinking ways or stuck on small issues. It's so easy, like when you're part of a local church, it's really easy to get caught up on small issues. Small thinking, small mindedness. Can, Can I encourage you? Break out of it. If, if bad things happen, come and talk to me. Let's sort it out. Let's make, let's make that thing that looks like a mountain. Let's have a chat about it. And all of a sudden we're like, it's actually not that big after all. <laughs> it's not that big after all. It's about not holding back our commitment, our passion for enlarging, our, our passion for stretching and lengthening and strengthening. It's about making our vision bigger. Don't hold back. See, we only know what we know. Who who believes that to be true? But with God, with God's hand on us, with God, God speaking to us, with God directing and guiding us, God allows you to make your vision bigger, your understanding bigger. The last two this morning, lengthen and strengthen. It's about making our tent large and strong. It would be really easy to say, does that mean that we just need to like pop the walls out a bit further? Make it just a little bit stronger. Well, yeah, we we could pop the walls out a bit further. And yes, it might be talking about buildings, but I think it's also talking about us. We need to learn how to be lengthened. We need to learn how to be strengthened. That when people come into our church like, geez, this is a mature bunch of Christ followers who are strengthened in the Lord. And when God says, step out, they're like, I'm right there behind you, Lord. It talks about us making sure that our place of worship, our hearts, our place of dwelling is is lengthened and made large. And I want to encourage you, get ready for large, get ready to grow, get ready to step into the next that God calls us to. We're called to have a strong tent, a strong people. We're called to be a strong house of God, a strengthened local church. A local church where with people who are strengthened, a local church that's full of local people who are strengthened by the power of God, by meeting together regularly, by being in discipleship, by committing to the commission of God. A large, strong church with a message and vision of good news that spreads throughout the region. God wants to do it in every church, but I know He wants to do it in ours, amen. So as we head into this miracle offering, I want to invite you today to, to bring yourself before God. 
I know that He has called us. I know that He's called you. I know that He's called our church. Can we stand for a moment today just as we come towards the end? I just invite us to bow our heads for a moment. And if you're able to, the Lord, just, just lift your hands before God. strongly felt God speaking to me this week just in preparation and my encouragement to you today is this in this very moment right now this moment of action you've stood to your feet it's a moment of action can you bring yourself before God today and can you ask him to speak to you can you open your heart Can you open your heart to the fact that maybe there needs to be some realignment? Maybe there needs to be a little bit of correction. Maybe there needs to be a little bit of zeal. Maybe there needs to be a little bit of passion. Maybe there, maybe it's a little bit of a wake up today. It's like, that's right, we're the church. We're the church of Jesus Christ. We're the body of Christ. Maybe you need to put yourself in a place where you're like, God, I need your thinking and I need your provision. That you put yourself in a place where you're in His presence. That He would give you a clear picture that He's going to make a way for you and your family and everything that He's authored for you to step into. Strongly felt this week that even in this moment, maybe as your hands are raised before God, that He would break a spirit of lack over you and your family. that He would baptise you with the provision from His heart and His hand. That God-like stewardship would be on your lips and your heart. And this morning, just like Nehemiah called the people to promises, I'm reminding you today, I'm reminding us today of the testimonies of the past and I'm rallying you to bring the future to now. We don't stand with pessimism or optimism. We stand with faith that He has done what He's done before and He's going to do it again. So as your hands are raised before Him, your eyes are closed, and you're just, just tapping into Him today. What do you need from God for this season? What do you need from God for this miracle offering season? Do you need a breakthrough at work? You've got people holding you down and stopping you from progressing. In Jesus' name, let that be freed. Whatever opposition is standing in the way, let it be moved aside so that, that individuals can move forward. Do you need breakthrough in your business? Holy Spirit, let heaven come down and meet on earth the businesses of individuals in this space, those who are watching online. We pray for the most fruitful season on people's businesses that they've ever seen before. Do you need a season of provision? Do you need a mindset shift? Mindset shift? Whatever it is, even things that I haven't said, bring it to God right now. Bring it to God. Come before Him, just like Nehemiah kept coming back before the Lord. Come before the Lord. Just like David kept coming back before the Lord. I need my strength to be in You right now, Lord. I need my provision to be in You right now, Lord. 
Holy Spirit, the, the cry of our heart this morning is this, God, use us. God, use us. Use your people. We're listening. Our hearts are open. Our actions of obedience are ready to go. God, use us. Use us as you have used your people in days gone by. Let it be a testimony of now. God, use us to bring the future to now. In Jesus' name we pray this morning. God, I pray for each and every single person standing before you right now. God, I pray that even as their hearts are are tentatively reaching out with the desires that you've placed in this morning. God, I just pray boldness to engage with those desires again. Boldness to dream for now, not dream for 10 years, to dream for now in Jesus' powerful name. That the Spirit of God will move upon each and every heart. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. You may take your seats this morning. It's an exciting season, amen. It's an exciting season that we're, that we're heading into as a church. There are dreams and desires bubbling inside of me and I wish I could share all of those things with you right now. But I, I want to encourage you that, that God, if, you, if you're wondering, is God speaking to your senior pastor about what the future holds? Oh, oh yes. Oh yes, He is. And uh, this is part of the action plan to actually get us to the next space where God wants us to be, amen. You know, if you're, uh, if you're in this place this morning, and I, it, would be, it would be wrong of me not to make this opportunity available. We do it in every single service. And if you're watching online, you're in the space. If you don't know Jesus personally, we talk about all these things that God's called us to, that we're God's people. There's a reason we're God's people. It's because each and every single one of us who counts themselves as God's people has responded to His love has responded to Jesus. We believe that God sent His Son to go to the cross. He was buried, rose again on the third day. Why? For one reason alone. So that our sins could be forgiven and we could be brought back into relationship with Him. That that's, God loves us. You may have heard from people that God hates people. No, no, no. God loves people. That is the good news of the gospel that I was talking about earlier. The good news is that God loves the world. That's why he sent his son. So if you don't know him this morning, I'm just going to give you the opportunity to, to pray a prayer after me, to accept salvation, to receive forgiveness of sins and be brought, to, brought back to God and be known as a son or a daughter of God. Why don't we close our eyes for a I'm going to pray a prayer. Church, can I encourage you to pray the prayer with me? If you're praying it for the first time or you're returning to God, can I encourage you just to, to pray it out loud this morning? Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross, to be buried and rise again on the third day for the forgiveness of my sins. I surrender my heart to you. I repent of my sin. From this moment on, I choose to follow you and be known as a son and daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors 
because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.